The following programme has had a real telling off from the BBC. Hey, how's it going? Welcome, everybody. It's off kilter right here on Caledon Radio. I'm Ronnie Barber, live from a gated community somewhere in England. It's gated, uh, and we've had new electrified wires uh, fitted. It's not to keep you out, it's to keep us in. Oh, what a week! What a week it's been! What a week it's been, everybody! Rishi Sunak's promised to release his tax returns. There's been a delay because Liz Truss and Quasi Quatang were doing the adding up. Aye, aye! Quasi Quatang joke already! Uh, but um, Suella Corella Braverman, you know, Corella Braverman, yes. Uh, she says she hasn't broken the law, but they're changing the law that if she does break the law, she won't have broken the law, so she hasn't broken the law. Get it? Oh, the holy oil uh, used for King uh, Charles's coronation won't include whale intestines. Intestines or intestines? Intestines. At last, a coronation without whale intestines. We've all been asking for that, haven't we? And the BBC want to give Gary Lineker a right ticking off. But he won't take their call. <laughs> uh, yeah, Eurovision, which should have gone to Glasgow. That crashed. People wanting tickets. What the, what they want tickets for? Why would they want tickets to Eurovision? So we're busy today, we've got loads to talk about. Oh, I want to talk about Rishi Sunak's new chopper. He's got a cho- yeah, he's got a brand new chopper. Uh, what else? Piles of stuff today, piles of stuff. I might try and use my ging- jingle. Or my gingle, I might use, try using you know, the gingle I got last week, I made it up last week. What? 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 what are you thinking? I might try and use that today. I don't know. It, it just depends if I can think of a feature for it. Uh, we've got that today. Uh, oh, we've got um, BAM of the week. Uh, I've got, what else? Oh, yeah, Gonna No Day That. Two contestants for Gonna No Day That. One's international and one's not international. What else is there? Uh, so that's Chopper. Uh, oh, Q Robert Peston, that's there as well. Mame that tune. And, of course, your correspondence, which is lovely. I'm getting letters now as well. So uh, keep in touch, everybody. Let's get going. And, of course, all the music play on off-kilter is Scottish.
great big country. Fields of Fire, Caledon Radio, with me, Ronnie Barber, and uh, Off Kilter. What? It has. It has been a week, hasn't it? It's been a week and a half, and uh, we've been getting deflected right, left, and centre, haven't we? We've been getting, don't look here, look over here. No, don't look there, look here. Because uh, what's her name? What was it? Cruella Braverman. And not the cliffest. It, I think Braverman proves, uh, and this is an encouragement to all the kids out there, you don't have to be that clever to be a lawyer. You don't. She's a lawyer. But you don't have to be that clever to be one because she ain't clever. But, she, she, oh, I've got to watch what I say. I said to, I said to Nori, I promised Nori, who's the boss of the station, I said, Nori, I'm not going to swear, but it's a hard one to do this week. So let me use the clippage. Is it clippage? I've got some clips for you. Let me use the clips as a way of kind of keep deflecting me from swearing out loud. Um... Here was uh, Suella Cruella, Cruella Braverman, uh, on uh, the uh, the very fine, but sometimes she could be the bum of the week, uh, Kay Bully on Sky. Have a listen to this. Amnesty International say they say the rights of migrants, refugees and asylum seekers are protected by international law regardless of how and why they arrive in a country. They have the same rights as everyone else, plus special or specific protections um, as a barrister. You're condoning breaking the law, according to Amnesty International. We're not breaking the so law. There are and people who are dying to try and get here. They are breaking our laws. They are abusing the generosity of the British people. Not and we now need to ensure boat. that they are deterred from doing that. We need to break the model of the people smuggling gangs. We need to stop people making this journey in the first place. If they want to come to the United Kingdom, they should choose to come here through safe and legal routes. They should put in an application the through the legal They're not breaking the law, that Home we Secretary. have offered them. They're not breaking the law. The Universal Declaration of Human Rights, you just quoted that, it states that everyone has the right <clears> to <throat> seek and enjoy asylum from persecution in other countries. That's what they're doing. Well, we, we have a very generous regime of supporting people coming here lawfully for humanitarian protection. What we can't go on accepting is people breaking our laws, jumping the queue. The I'm afraid you're wrong. They are Why coming are here unlawfully because they, are, uh, they don't have a legal basis to be here. We're going to be changing the law to ensure that they don't make the journey in the first place. You if have they... talked about stretching the absolute boundaries, haven't you, of, of what is and isn't legal. That's like being a bit pregnant. You're either breaking the law or you're not. Hmm. But it's a bit like being, yes, it does. Well done, Kay. Nice analogy. But you're not breaking, and they're not breaking the law. The people who are breaking the law are the uh, the gangs that are organised. The other ones are breaking the law. However, she keeps putting this out and uh, keeps on saying, and the other thing that's happened now, and, and, you, and you know, I said, I warned you, we've got the May elections, uh, sort of local council elections coming up. And by the way, the Tories are still having problems getting people to uh, stand in the elections as well. And a lot of the MPs are standing down. But, uh, but they're using this narrative of the British people. We, the British people, this is what we want them to handle, okay? Forget about the fact that they have been in charge for 13 years. This is their mess. But it's like somebody else has done the mess. 
Uh, next clip is uh, on BBC and it's uh, John Kay talking to Braverman and it's that whole thing about millions. You've been criticised for your own use of language as well, haven't you, in the past for, for calling it an invasion, uh, suggesting yesterday that 100 million people were coming to the UK. I see my role as being honest for the British people Is and that honest, to the British million? people. And I'm not going to shy away from displaying the enormity of the problem that we are facing. Uh, the UN itself has confirmed there are over 100 million people who are displaced globally because of all sorts of factors like conflict or uh, uh, persecution. But they're not all coming uh, here, are, are they? Many people who would like to come to the United Kingdom. The simple uh, truth is that we cannot accept everybody who wants to come to the United Kingdom. Uh, we're not <laughs> 100 million people displaced, all right, but a quarter of those people, uh, only a quarter of those people have moved out of the countries uh, that are displaced from. That's one of the facts as well. But it's 100 million. And what was she saying? She said so, something about a billion as well, that would all want to come here. It's a load of nonsense. But it, again, tying into the narrative of the British people want us to do that. I don't want them to do that, and I'm British. Scotland, you have to get independence because you see what we're putting up with here. I mean, go on your own way because we're going to have to suffer these uh, for a bit longer. Uh, here's the last one, and there, yeah, I've got mixed feelings about this one. Uh, Gary Lineker tweeted uh, about the you know the language sounds a bit uh, like 1930s 30s uh, language from the Nazis, and of course Braverm was not happy. I'm disappointed. Obviously, uh, I think it's uh, unhelpful to compare our measures, which are lawful, proportionate, and indeed compassionate, to uh, 1930s Germany. I also think that we're on the side of the British people here. Uh, it's plain for anyone to see that the British people have had enough of this situation of thousands of people coming here illegally at huge cost to the taxpayer and undermining our laws and, in fact, the British generosity. That needs to stop. We need to take necessary steps now to ensure that if you're coming here illegally, you'll be detained and you'll be removed, and that's what this bill will do. Which was exactly the same thing they were talking about last year. It's nothing new here, it's purely deflective. The reason I was a wee bit um, sort of uh, split about this was Gary Lineker, and good on him, because the BBC are trying to tell him off for, for doing it, but good on him for saying and, and, and sort of highlighting this. The problem is that by him doing that, the Tories were on it like a shot, going, look at this, look at this BBC employee here. He, yeah, that football, he scores goals, you know. He's a, he's a football scorer, goal scorer. So we, you know, let's, let's, you know, sort him out. Get him sacked. Get him fired. That's what they've been. So again, it's like a second deflection away. So well done, Gary. But um, yeah, we've got to watch when we do this that we don't play into their narrative. That they want us to go with this whole idea that uh, that's the way you you know, we we've got to be uh, you know we've got to be in the one page. All right, we've got to stick to the one page, and the BBC and everybody's got to come out with the same narrative. Oh, by the way, uh, today's show is brought to you by Falkirk Falderhals. Yes, uh, it's brought to you by the good people there at Falkirk Falderals, it says here. Beautiful digital collectibles made from sustainable stuff that protects the environment and is affordable too. Oh, it's affordable. Designed by clever folks with degrees in all levels, Falkirk Falderals are the number one maker of Falderals in the world. 
Plus, they're self-cleaning. That's right, self-cleaning falderals. They come in a variety of shapes and sizes and the colour of your choice. You'll be the envy of the road and street. And right now, if you buy one, you get one absolutely free. That's right, a free Falkirk falderall. So don't delay, get your Falkirk falderalls now while stocks last. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of this programme, just mail at uh, caledonmedia.scotland and you can get it. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air. I was born too late into a world that doesn't care. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. When the head of state didn't play guitar, not everybody drove a car. When music really mattered and when radio was king. When accountants didn't have control and the media couldn't buy your soul When computers were still scary and we didn't know everything Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air I was born too late to a world that doesn't care Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair when pop stars still remained a myth and ignorance could still be bliss. And when God saved the queen, she turned a white, a shade of pale. My mom and dad were in their teens and anarchy was still a dream. And the only way to stay in touch was a letter in the mail. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air. I was born too late to a world that Record shops were still on top and vinyl was all that they stopped and the super info highway was still drifting out in space. Kids were wearing hand-me-downs and playing games, men kick arounds and footballers still had long hair and dirt across their face. Oh, I wish I was a punk rocker with flowers in my hair. In 77 and 69, revolution was in the air. I was born too late to a world that doesn't care. Sandy Tom, Caledon Radio, Ronnie Barber with you on Off Kilter. Um, all Scottish music, all Scottish bands on this programme, all right? Yeah, yeah. And by the way, I said to Nori this week, I spoke to Nori this week, uh, I said, I haven't I haven't repeated that, but this is episode six of the Kilter, of Kilter, and uh, I said, I haven't repeated a, a song or a band. I might have to start, but uh, we've got Nori's nod coming up as well, and it's an absolute cracker. But right now, ladies and gentlemen, come fly with me. Come fly with me. Oh yeah, let's fly away together on the new fifty million pound taxpayer-funded helicopter on order for the top Tories, including the Prime Minister. The new chopper expected to be an Italian-made. Ooh. Augusta Westland, AW. Didn't Westland used to be here? Didn't they used to be? Yeah, they used to be one of ours, didn't they? Come fly. 
Um, it will be a replacement for an aircraft currently in service in uh, at, at based at RAF Northolt. I think I played football there. In fact, I might have been sent off at RAF Northolt. Let me think. Yeah, I probably have. It will also be used by senior royals. So this is a, it's a brand new one. This nearly was got. I nearly went into this one for got to know a day that, but I've decided not to. I just thought I'd let you'd like to know we're getting a new helicopter. The new chopper, expected to be the Italian made, is uh, it's on standby also for the royal family. Come on, they need a standby plane, don't they? It'll be a replacement for this aircraft, you know, because we've got we don't have enough airplanes anyway. It's been on hand, uh, this one at Northall, the one that they've got at the moment before the new one was ordered, uh, that's been on standby uh, to take the top Tories to Westminster, frequently landing at Wellington Barracks, a few minutes' walk from number 10, according to an aviation industry source. Liberal Democrat energy spokeswoman, uh, Weira Hobhouse, great name, by the way, this government seems to have abandoned its environmental responsibilities while throwing tax money away so Rishi Sunak and his cronies can travel. And yes, he does a lot of helicopter. I think he's been waiting for it. So you see, when I get to be Prime Minister, I'm never going to be out of that chopper. I'll be, uh, yeah, I'll be flying up. None of those trains and, well, the trains never really work, do they? But uh, And then we could take the car, but no, we can't take the car, the road's... Anyway, a £50 million contract expected to replace the helicopter was published last March with delivery of the new one expected next month. We're getting a new one next one. How exciting is that? Hang on. How exciting is that? I'll take that out in the edit, don't worry. Anyway, um... Uh, now, I can imagine a lot of you are getting a wee bit excited about this because when will you get to see... I don't know when you get to see the helicopter, so just calm yourself down. Uh, Rishi Stewart is understood to have used the chopper for short trips through London and Dorset in early February. All right. One source said the royals and the senior defence person will also have access to this. Mr. Sunak's taste for luxury. I'm going to point. I mean, he is good. He's going to publish his, his tax returns. It's like Donald Trump said he was going to do. Uh, Sunak's taste for luxury short haul flights has already been, come, been uh, become infamous in his first few months in, Jan in office. In January, he took a taxpayer funded private jet to Scotland to launch green tax breaks. Yes, he did. And he came under fire for uh, taking the same luxury aircraft on a 200 mile journey to visit healthcare centre in Leeds. Well, he's got, listen, he's busy. Stop it, the lot. I can hear you shouting. The man's busy. He can't just. Come on, he's the Prime Minister. He's got the backbenchers to keep happy. The PM's official spokesman uh, said, insisted his travel arrangements are based on the most effective use of his time. I think we all know what the effective use of his time would be. Uh, our costling, uh, the terms of the contract for the new helicopter say it will be available for a daily task, this is from the Mirror, all year round, flying up to 500 hours a year. So there you go. Uh, while the contract is with the MOD, the bid notice or advert for the replacement chopper said a civilian operated solution could be considered for VIP transport. So listen, you're all thinking, you know, what's, what's the government doing? They're buying planes to save them time. Do we understand that? So do not have a go at them when you see the chopper landing. When you, you see Sunak's chopper landing on your field. There's a reason for it. And you're paying 50 million, which I think is an absolute bargain. If it's an effective use of his uh, time, then I'm all for it.
was a dance floor Not going home and laughing in doorways A room to remember who to meet in Secrets and through your head and all through your mouth When anyone sharing a sunrise, I've never been a silhouette before. Touched to the sound of young Americans, or am I still too young? I dream to sleep, I sleep to dream, I dream to sleep. Together, tangled emotions, flashing, you turn your face away. Silent persuasion, I reshape my future, and I'll never be the same again. I dream to sleep, I sleep to dream, I dream to sleep. Someone glimpsed across the dance floor But going home and loving in Forget uh, Mondays to Friday, Nori. Nori Hunter, 10 to 1. And we're trying to raise some money. We're trying to keep us going for a bit longer. Keep this show going. Can you just give? Just give, won't you? Just give us some money to keep things going. Because uh, it's going to be quite hard over the next few months to keep us going. So please, if you can, just whatever it is, a five, it doesn't matter. Whatever you can, we know it's tough times and everything, but please uh, just give, go for uh, that in the Caledon Radio and keep us ticking over. Uh, coming up, Nori's uh, nod, uh, where Nori is giving me the nod on a song, and I love it. I love it. But right now, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> time for uh, Coronation News Street. 
uh, to keep you up to date with the cor- we've got a coronation down here. Did you know that? Like, yes. Are you getting the coronation in Scotland? Oh, it's big down here. And I mentioned it at the start there. Holy oil used during King Charles' coronation will no longer include am- ambergris from whale intestines. Intestines. I've said that wrong twice now. Previous versions of holy oil included civet oil from the glands of small mammals. What? The oil used to... I should have read this before I started. The oil used to anoint the king and queen consort, Camilla, in the coronation will be cruelty-free. At last, a cruelty-free coronation. Yes. Thank goodness. This uh, part of the ceremony is said to be one of the most sacred of the day's rituals, but will reflect modern anti-animal cruelty sentiments, according to a statement published by Buckingham Palace. That's where the king lives usually. He's, though he's sometimes up with you, as he's got his own wee house up there. Uh, pre- uh, previous versions of the oil, oil have included civet oil from the glands of small mammals. Doesn't say what the mammals are. An ambergris from the intestines, 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 intestines of whales. This oil was used at the coronation of Queen Elizabeth II in 1953 and is based on a formula that has been used for hundreds of years. The altered formula for the holy oil for King Charles and Queen Charles, uh reflects concerns about animal cruelty and the need to protect wildlife. Yes! Protect the wildlife now, you bum! Uh, the new formula is made with olive oil pressed just outside Bethlehem and it's been perfumed with essential oils, including sesame, rose, jasmine, cinnamon, neroli, benzoin and amber, as well as orange blossom. The chrism oil was created using olives harv- harvested from two groves in the Mount of Olives on a mountain ridge east of Jerusalem's old city, a place that holds religious importance to the Christians. That's why it is, you see, it's your Christian stuff. So, uh, the anointing of the king is reminiscent of the christening or the ordination into religious orders with the monarchy being symbolically touched with holy oil on the head, chest and hands. It has to be. The announcement comes after, here's the other wee bit of news, uh, the announcement comes after uncertainty looms over whether Prince Harry and his wife Meghan Markle will attend the coronation. Yeah, that, I don't know if that's concerning you in Scotland, but certainly here. I, there's, yeah, I'm, a number of times I go into a cafe or the pub, and that's all they're talking about. Is Harry going to come to the, the coronation? Oh, you have no idea. In fact, I get bored. I talk, so I'm not interested in this. King Charles III has reportedly uh, officially invited the uh, King, uh, the Duke and Duchess of Sussex to his and the Queen's consort's coronation this spring. A spokesperson for the Prince Harry and Meghan Markle uh, told the Times that they have received email correspondence. All right, not getting one of those save the days. Well, you think they would get that? But no decision has been disclosed about whether they will accept the invitation or not. It's all exciting, isn't it? The other thing is, I thought I'd tell you, just in case you're wondering, what if I want to do, what if I want to have a wee party in the street or the cul-de-sac or the close? What am I going to do? Well... You can get instructions. Coronation of His Majesty the King and Her Majesty the Queen Consort. Uh, there's a toolkit. Uh, coronation.gov.uk. Useful templates. Join the dots. Uh, you can do a coronation maze. Coronation word search. Coronation colour in. Crown postcard. Yeah, design your own postcard. Recipe and playlist. There's every Ken Holmes coronation roast rack of lamb with Asian style marinade. Oh. Nadia Hussein's Coronation Aubergine. No thanks. 
Uh, Adam Handling, strawberry and ginger trifle. Ginger, oh, 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 that's going to be a wee bit thingy with Harry, isn't it? What we having for pudding? Ginger trifle, I'm out. Uh, you can get your bunting, coronation emblem bunting, English, coronation emblem bunting Welsh. Wait a minute, is there a Scottish one? Or you can design your own bunting. I don't think there's a Scottish one. Hang on, everybody. You get a Welsh bunting, English bunting. There's no cor English, Scottish. That's outrageous. I'm going to write to somebody. Who would I write to? I'll just write to the BBC. You can get the Coronation Big Lunch Pack. Mm-hmm. Coronation Emblem. Oh, right, okay. So anyway, I think the bottom line is, uh, if you're thinking about having a wee party in the street, make sure you get permission. And you'll have to, if you're from Scotland, make your own bunting. What we got coming up next? Oh, correspondence. Your letters to me, your uh, emails to me as well, and I get a letter every now and then. Right, Norrie's Nod, great song. Rona Stevens, Mark Carmichael, come on, answer me. I absolutely love this. <laughs> Something then come on up to me. Ticket for granted, never got you anything. Said you'd take a chance on me to try and guide away. If you wanna for something, then come on up to me. Come on up to me. Let me show you ways, see things differently. Maybe make it okay. Let me take the rest. You'll trust in me enough to guide. He sings is kinda hard when that is all you know. Not your fault, but now you know you ought to learn to go. Places that you haven't been with, faces you've not seen. Said you'd take a chance on me, so I'm leaning to it. Come on, answer me. Let me show you where. Thank you. 
Brahma, isn't it? Fantastic. Warner Stevens uh, with Mark Carmichael. Come on, answer me. We should play that every time the uh, the politicians don't answer questions. Well, that was Norrie's nod. And he plays uh, new music all the time on his show, Monday to Friday, 9 to 1, on uh, Caledon Radio. Caledon, Caledon, Caledon. Um, do I have... Oh, right, it's time for... <clears throat> Your correspondence. You email uh, mail at uh, caledonmedia.scot. That's caledonmedia.scot. Uh, that's mail at Caledon, yeah. Uh, there, or you, uh, get me on the Twitter at... Um, we call it... What do you call it? Ronnie Off-Kilter. Just look for Ronnie Barber on the Twitter. I usually follow back, unless you're a bit of a bam. I'm sure you're not, are you? Right, here's some of the pickings that have come in. There's uh, Janie in Solcoats. I'm glad Ronnie never explained on air what an Arab strap was. So I Googled it and nearly collapsed. I'd be black. I fronted to mention that on air as well. Well, to be fair, Jenny, Janie, um, I didn't check where it went. Rachel uh, Woodside Glasgow said... Why would a band like Bell and Sebastian put Arab Strap in one of their songs? I had no idea until I looked it up. Goodness me. I know I'm the same. I didn't know. I didn't do any research. No research in this. Uh, this, is a uh, this is a fantastic addition to Caledon Radio. Comedy, comedy. The old comedy says, Lorraine, thank you. Nori, why do you send Ronnie music plays? His choices are really good. You've got your own show five days a week, mate, to play what music you'll want. I know, but Nori gets some good tracks. I don't hear all the stuff. That's Andy Wiseman in Oban. Uh, Ronnie, great show. Jeff from the TikTok. Uh, this letter came in as well. Uh, dear Rabbi, it's Ronnie. Ronnie Barber. Ronnie Barber. I'm from Mochlin. Ro not Rabbi Burns, who was from Mochlin as well. Well, you know. Uh, Ronnie, uh, Rabbi, I finally managed to catch a show on the mighty Caledon radio, and you're a bit raw, but I loved your phone in. Ever been punched by an animal? Did we ever do a have we done a phone in a bit? Okay. At last, a topic I can take part in. I was on holiday in Gibraltar many years ago. Actually, it was my honeymoon, which didn't go end well when my wife ran away with a tapas waiter. Luckily enough, the owner of the tapas bar felt sorry for me and fed me complimentary food for the whole week. Anyway, I digress. My animal incident happened while I was out for a run and was wearing my Walkman. Gibraltar, as you know, is famous for its monkeys. Well, one of them took a liking to my Walkman and tried to grab it. But I was too quick for him and dodged before he could get it. That's when, in a fit of rage, he punched me square on my chin. But I managed to land one on him too. And such was the power of the blows, we were both knocked out simultaneously. We were both transported to the local hospital and while we were inpatients, we struck up a real friendship and I really, and, uh, and I decided to adopt him and bring him back to Scotland. He's really settled and given up his criminal ways and now works as a dental nurse at a local practice. So everything ended well, though my wife, uh, my ex-wife, is now locked up for selling illegal cooking oil. Such is life. Well, yes, that's true. All the best. That's Chuddy Thompson, Dentoker 292. Well, thank you, Chuddy. Uh, and that's nice to hear. Uh, though I didn't, I don't remember doing that phone in, but you know, I don't always remember what I've done in the show. If you'd like to get in touch with me, it's a mail at Caledon Media. Uh, it's mail at caledonmedia.scot or get me on the Twitter. Right, still to come, Bam of the Week. Uh, Mame that tune as well. Uh, I think I've got, oh, and I've got some more tunes. What about this one, eh? What about this one? I love this one too. A wee bit of wet, wet, wet. It's what, what, what here? Yeah. Let's get off a what. No good drying day. 
Oh, it's no drama. It's raining in the gated community. On radio, this is Off Kilter. I'm Ronnie Barber. You're not. Uh, today's show is sponsored by Falkirk Falderalls, digital collectibles and made and designed with by people with degrees in all levels. Falkirk Falderalls, first for Falderalls. Thank you, Falkirk Falderalls. It's really nice that you uh, you've managed to sponsor us. Uh, time now for uh, what we've got. Yeah, <clears throat> what we got? Is it, what do we call this? Oh, bum of the week. I must do a jingle for that sometime. Bam of the week, where, where I've selected the bam of the week. There's a lot of bamage this week, a lot of bams going around. I knew this guy would come up as a bam of the week. Uh, Reeves Mogg, Jacob Reeves Mogg, he's got his own show now on the... Oh, Jesus, I don't know. Anyway, um, 
you know Sue Gray, right? Sue Gray, who did the uh, Partygate thing. All right. Well, uh, Keir Starman, you know him? Yeah, he he's he's given Sue Gray a job uh, with uh, he's the chief. Of, she's going to be the chief of staff. Fifty Shades of <laughs> Fifty Shades of Get It Right Up You. Um, and so the Tories, oh my God, they're furious. Because she knows where all the bodies are buried, right? So Mog, uh, he stands up in the House of Commons with his full anger. Oh, I'm angry. But does this not smash to pieces the idea of an independent civil service when we know that one of the most senior civil servants in the country was conniving in secret meetings with the yeah. party of opposition? And does this not undervalue years of advice and reports that she has given? Her views on devolution, which were known constantly to be soft, her report into the right honourable member, the member for Uxbridge, which we now know was done by a friend of the Socialists, does this not undermine all her previous work and the idea of an independent civil service? I think if you look under, uh, go to the dictionary and look under BAM, you'll find Rees Morgan, all right? Now, he's having a go at her for, oh, how dare he, how dare she go? I mean, we, it's not as if the Tories put people in high positions, you know, having been donors and things. They don't do that. They don't, no, they don't do that. Anyway, um, is this the same Rees Mogg that when it was announced there was going to be an independent thing into uh, uh, Johnson's parties, uh, didn't he say this? A civil servant of the highest integrity and of the greatest reputation. The highest reputation and the greatest integrity. Isn't that brilliant? Eh? So they can twist it. Uh, but don't talk about donors or anything. Don't talk about people getting good jobs uh, through that. Um, I've just got time. Oh, yeah, I've got time for this. Uh, yeah, I'll do a wee bit of this then. Um... Yeah, I've got to call this, uh, what was it we called this? What's this? Come on, listeners, you've got to come up with the features. Remember the features. Oh! Gonna no day that! Uh, gonna no day that. I must get a jiggle for that as well. Uh, two things. Two people come up for this. Number one is this one. England's privatised water firms paid £57 billion pounds in dividends since 1991. £57 billion in dividends. That's the privatised, right? English water companies have handed more than two billion a year on average to shareholders since they were privatised three decades ago, according to analysis for the Guardian. The payouts, payouts and dividends to shareholders of parent companies between 1991 and 2019 amount to 57 billion, nearly half the sum they spent on maintaining and improving the country's pipes and treatment plans in the period. Yeah, that's been a big thing down here. Where you know, you know what we where we don't really treat the sewage anymore. We just dump it. All right, I don't know what you do in Scotland, though you don't have private, you know, I know. Well, we do, we, yeah, we, we send our stuff down the toilets and then they, they, they connect it to the sea and the rivers. Critics say that while continuing to pay huge dividends, they have failed to carry out significant national infrastructure works to improve the water and the sewage system. When Margaret Thatcher sold off the water in the stream, oh, Margaret Thatcher, oh, I'm filling up. Sold off the water industry in 1989, the government wrote off all the debts. But according to analysis by David Hall and Carol Yearwood and their clever of the Public Service International Research Group Unit of Greenwich University, the nine privatised companies in England have amassed debts of £48 billion over the past three decades, almost as much as the sum paid out to shareholders. The debt cost of £1.3 billion in interest last year. Hall includes the companies have borrowed to pay dividends. 
It's, well, it's all, it's, come on. Oh, you're all cynical. When was the last, of course you go and borrow to pay your debt. Yes, come on. You don't pay dividends at a, you, then you can write it off as a loss, you see. Uh, rather than invest in the infrastructure projects, the $123 billion of capital expenditure spent by the companies has all been financed by customer bills, the analysis states. A large amount of debt has been borrowed, but since the revenue from user charges covered capital expenditure, the debt has been used to finance dividends rather than capital expenditure. So Scotland, whatever you do, and I know you're having your, your, your barnies at the moment, you're, you're having your hustings, do not go privatise water. Keep your water public. The other one's an international... Uh, Don't know do that. We go to North Korea, everybody. I don't know if you've ever been there. But North Korea warns the US shooting down test missiles will be considered a declaration of war. Now, there's a new name has come into the thing. Kim Yo-Yong, who's the sister of Kim Jong-un. Kim Yo-Yong also accused Washington and Seoul of raising tensions in the region by conducting, conducting military services. North Korea has said any move by the US to shoot down one of its test missiles would be considered a declaration of war. Kim Yo-Yong, who's the sister of Kim Jong-un, also blamed the joint military exercise between the US and North Korea for growing tensions in the peninsula. She also said that Pyong could fire more missiles into the Pacific Ocean. Well, that's... We don't want any of that, do we? Washington and its allies have never shot any North Korean ballistic missiles which are banned by the United Nations Security Council, but the suggestion drew scrutiny since Kim Jong-un's regime suggested it would fire more missiles over Japan. So, uh, so can we just say... Uh, and I have to say this out loud. I don't like ticking off countries. I don't. No, it's not my job. But North Korea, got an idea. And I will also say as well to uh, private um, uh, to private companies uh, borrowing to pay off dividends. Hey, private companies, you gonna not do that?
images. Caledon Radio, the home of the Norrie Hunter Show. Uh, 10 to 1, uh, Monday to Friday. And remember, we are trying to raise some money. We've got just giving going on at the moment uh, to try and keep us going for a bit longer. If you can, chip in. It would be great. Just, uh, uh, just uh, Norrie's put some links up as well. So please help us go on so we can keep this, Robbie, keep this good stuff going. Because Scotland needs... Scotland, you need this radio station. You do. Hey, what about queuing Robert Peston? Do you want to queue Robert Peston? Okay. <laughs> Hello and welcome. Coming up tonight, who's to blame for the asylum crisis? I'll ask the Home Secretary, Suella Braverman. What do teachers need to shelve their strikes? Their trade union leader, Mary Bowstead, will say. Anushka and Screeny have the numbers that reveal the true scale of the small boats disaster. Labour's shadow education minister, Bridget Phillipson, has a plan to fix childcare. And Labour's Becky Long-Bailey and the Tory Simon Clark will tell me their priorities for next week's budget, among other things. Wow. That sounded like a good show, Rob, but I didn't see it. Now, again, kids, uh, if you're trying to become a radio presenter or a TV, that's how you've got to sell it. That was Q. Robert Peston. Um, time now for Meme That Tune. Meme That Tune. Um, I need to get a jingle for this as well. I wonder if anybody listening could make me a jingle. Because I can't afford, there's no, well, there's no budget. This is the only thing I can come up with. What? 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 What were you thinking? Uh, so if you can come up with a jingle, please, because we can't pay you. Uh, Mame that tune, where I uh, play that one note. This is running for six weeks now, so it's a, there's, no, there's no prizes. Um, but well, it's been running for six weeks and nobody's got it. The only entry we got this week was uh, Mame that tune. Oh, just not my... Glasses off the microphone. Uh, Mame that tune, dear Nobby. It's Ronnie. It's not Nobby, Rabby, Donny. It's Ronnie. Dear Nobby, caught your show for the first time on the mighty Caledon Radio, and without doubt your competition, Mame that tune, is a work of genius. Oh, thank you very much. The other bits of the show need a lot of attention, though. Anyway, I'm a tree surgeon of some repute working on the East Coast. As an aside, when chopping down trees, I often find the faces of celebrities in the trunks of the trees. Oh. Today, I've seen Cheryl Baker from the Bucked Fizz, uh, Karl Marx, uh, Hal Wilson, and the whole lineup of the brilliant GLS group. Why, well, actually, GLS are getting back together for a tour. Uh, that's... At first, I thought I found it a wee bit creepy finding these faces in the trees, but now I fully embrace my artistic ability and charge extra depending on how big a star I find I find hidden in the deep veins of my trunks. Now I think the note you're no, oh no, now, comma, I think the note you're playing is Barcelona, sung by the Freddie Mercury and the wonderful Montserrat Cabier. By the way, that's the same note my nuclear power saw makes when it's overheating. All the best. I hope you can find reasonable employment soon. Yours, Teresa Green, tree surgeon to the stars. Well, it's not that song, which is a great song. Don't get me wrong. I'm not slagging that program. It's not. It's... Now, who can name that? Mail at caladonmedia.scot or get me on the Twitter at uh, Ray, R- Ronnie... <laughs> For so many weeks I've been saying this. Ronnie off kilter on the Twitter. Just go to Ronnie Barber and you'll find it there. If you'd like to take part, if you'd like to become a sponsor, mail at caledonmedia.scot as well. And if you can help us raise some money for the station, 
please get involved. It would be a big, massive thing. Right, I've talked to you about everything. I've done uh, correspondence. I've done Mame That Tune. I've done Gunny No Day. I've done everything today. Yeah, I think I've more or less got it. Okay, well done, Ronnie. Thank you very much. That's very nice of you. Uh, I shall see you again next week uh, if things are, you know, well, I've, I've got nothing else to do in the gated community. Um, but keep in touch and Scotland, keep going for independence. Please, Scotland. England's looking at you. We need you to do something. You've got to save us from these bams we've got down here. In the meantime, have a lovely week and keep your hands to yourself. <laughs> When I first saw you, something stirred within me. You were standing sultry in the rain. If I could have held you, I would have held you. Rip it up and start again. Rip it up and start again. Rip it up and start again.